opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. Streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about happiness and meditation. And with all the craziness going on in the world and in our lives, it is so wonderful to be able to get centered and have that that joy of meditation and that joy of happiness in our lives, which I know everyone seeks that. We have a wonderful guest who wrote this wonderful book. Well, let me first tell you the name of the book that I've been reading. It's called Finding the Blue Sky, A Mindful Approach to Choosing Happiness Here and Now. It's by Joseph Emmett. He's also the author of Buddha's Book of Sleep and Buddha's Book of Meditation. And so we're going to talk about one of those books later on. But today we're going to talk about finding the blue sky. And let me tell you a little bit about Joseph's background. Uh, he trained with the Zen master Thich Nhat Han at Plum Village in France. And he was made a Dharma teacher in Thich Nhat Hanh's tradition. And he has a doctorate in music from Boston University. And as I told you, he's the author of several other books as well, including Buddha's Book of Stress Reduction. He is the founder of the Mindfulness Meditation Center in Montreal, Canada. And he lives in Point Claire, Canada. You can find out more about him and his website at our website at conflicthealing.com where we link to his website, but also at his website at Mindfulness Meditation Center. And that center is spelled C-E-N-T-R-E. That's the British or Canadian way. Dot org. I'll say that again. MindfulnessMeditationCenter.org. So let me uh, welcome you, Joseph. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And that's so wonderful that you actually got to train with Thich Nhat Hanh. I know he's written many books as well. How was that for you? Well, I felt right at home uh, at Plum Village because I'm a musician myself. There's a lot of music there. You you wake up to singing, and then there's 20 minutes of singing before the morning meditation, uh, and there is singing before walking meditation, singing before the work period. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, and I continued to write uh, songs in the same uh, in the same manner, mindfulness practice songs, and I find them very useful for myself, my groups, and I. 
I hope your listeners will also find them useful. Yes, and we're going to play a little bit of one of your songs in just just a couple minutes, and people can go there and listen and write at your website, which is fabulous. So Mm -hmm. first, before we do that, why don't you tell me a little bit about what inspired you to write this book, Finding the Blue Sky, A Mindful Approach to Choosing Happiness Here and Now? Well, you know, some people are born into happy homes, or they have... uh, I don't know, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, good-natured, happy uh, people by birth as children, whatever. Uh, I wasn't one of these lucky people. My parents were not happy people. Uh, I mean, they you can only give what you have. I mean, they gave me the gift of life, but they didn't have the gift of happiness. Mm. I found happiness through visiting the homes of my friends who who had happy homes Mm. and actually spending a lot of time there. Mm. And also through Thich Nhat Hanh, through through mindfulness practice. If if, uh, if any of your listeners know Thich Nhat Hanh, he's particularly, uh, you know, suited uh, for this purpose. His... uh, his uh, approach to Buddhist meditation, to mindfulness meditation, is all geared toward happiness. So it was a lucky coincidence, if you like, and I took to it with a great deal of pleasure and got a lot out of it. And that's mm-hmm. why you decided to share it in this book, is that right? Yes, yes. Uh, I, uh, I'm sure many other people are like myself who... Uh, who appreciate happiness, who see it, and uh, who want to go there. And this book, sort of, uh, you know, it has each chapter has three sections, and uh, each chapter has a practice section. So uh, that's the how section. How how do I do it? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you know, um, what's so unfortunate is our brains are not really plumbed for happiness. There's a lot of you know negativity in our brains. Negative thoughts come in. We have that primitive brain. You know, I've been studying a lot about brain and how it works and the limbic system and the emotions. And unfortunately, we're kind of programmed for negativity because of our evolution. That's how we survived. But now we're at a stage where we want to manage our emotions differently. And with our fast-paced life, we just react in negative ways, even without thinking. So I think the idea of mindfulness is such a wonderful practice. And meditation, obviously, is is the way, right? Definitely. I think uh, you pointed this out very well. Uh, I think only mindfulness can help us uh, hold some of these evolutionary impulses in check. Otherwise, we become, uh, you know, our competitive, aggressive, uh, survival-seeking self, whereas now our survival is assured, as you well pointed out. Uh, what What is at issue is our happiness, and mindfulness is the practice that can really uh, help us you know, find that direction and go go towards that. So, so how can we change those ingrained patterns of thinking? How how do we change that? Well, um, you know, practice. 
uh, is at the heart of it. It's a little bit like learning how to play the guitar. I learned how to play the guitar <laughs> as an adult. So I know all the trials and tribulations and that it takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of persistence. And all of that, you know, uh, is also true of mindfulness practice when you're changing, changing reprogramming your unconscious mind. And uh, and we have I, to I, detach. So, so talk a little bit about meditation and and how it fosters this attitude of of you know kind of detachment. So we're not so reactive. Mm-hmm. You that. know, uh, there is a book out called "You're Not the Voice of Your Brain," mm. and that sort of summarizes a little bit the detachment you're talking about. Uh, we're practicing a certain level of detachment from the voice of the brain so that you don't become the voice of the brain. I mean, all these terrorists that you hear about, you know, their brain says, go and do that. And they say, amen, and they go and do that. Uh, sometimes it's not, you know, such drastic or uh, thing as terrorism, but it could be like, you feel like giving somebody a piece of your mind, you know, your brain tells right, you to right, do that. Right, right, And with mindfulness, you're able to see that. And you see that as the voice of your brain, and you can sort of listen to that voice, like listening to background noise, to the radio playing in the back or whatever, without taking it all that seriously. And, and, and that's the detachment you were talking about. And meditation really fosters that. Because you sit and listen, you sit and listen, and you get used to doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so that kind of goes with the name of your book. C- kind of tell us about how that, um, you know, finding the blue sky is like meditation. Well, one uh, definition of mindfulness is paying attention intentionally. Uh, so uh, you mentioned the, some of the negative streaks in our lives, in the world, whatever, media. Uh, so with mindfulness, you can pay attention intentionally to what's good in your life instead of what's bad, what's mm-hmm. working instead of what's not working, what you're grateful for instead of what you resent, what you're contented about instead of what you're discontented with. So mindfulness is a very appropriate uh, tool, appropriate approach, paying attention intentionally to the positive things. And that's that's some people's definition of happiness, positivity, and uh, mindfulness is a tool for reorienting yourself in that direction. Yes, and so when you're trying to find the blue sky, sometimes you go outside and it's all cloudy, but then you see this little patch of blue, and if you focus on that and you just keep seeing it, sometimes it just gets bigger and bigger, and the whole sky is blue, right? <laughs> There's a beautiful expression in French, uh, it, it says a hole, hole in the clouds, mm. and, and you described one there, <laughs> yes, yes, it's true, sometimes blue sky is just a glimpse. Yes. Uh, but it's a glimpse is enough to make you realize that a cloud is not the sky. Right. That, that's the important thing. A thought is not the mind. A thought floats across the mind like a cloud floats across the sky. So, mm. yeah, uh, all of those are appropriate uh, metaphors. Yes, mm-hmm. and to have that attitude of gratitude. I mean, people don't. Sometimes people think 
that they're controlled by their emotions, but they're only controlled by their emotions if they allow it. <laughs> but, you know, they forget that they can choose that thought. You know, once the emotions come in, then they have a choice of saying, okay, I'm going to stay with the anger or, okay, I get it. I was angry. I was hurt. I was upset. But you know what? Now I'm going to think about it in a different way. And so um, I, I would love to just play some of the music that you have. There's one that really goes very well with when we're talking about meditation and that that um, that focus to be mindful. And I'm at your website right now. And I thought this, actually, they're all beautiful. I was listening to The Sun is Shining breathe freely and i and many others my heart is at ease but i thought we'd do the breathe freely because when we meditate we focus on our breath right isn't that one of the ways that we can start to meditate is just to really focus and feel and listen to our breath that's that's uh no matter what tradition you're meditating in, that that is part of the beginning instructions. Uh, yes, very true. Yes. I know for me, just to get centered, I take those deep breaths and yawn and do all those things to get myself to get my, my mind a little bit rested. So we're going to listen to one of these beautiful songs that you wrote, right? Breathe Freely. Mm-hmm. And this is on okay. your website, so we'll listen for a little bit. So as you're driving, you don't close your eyes, but if you're um, sitting somewhere where you're listening and you want to just close your eyes for, you know, we're going to go almost a minute, and just relax and go with this and just feel and listen to this beautiful music. Breathe freely, breathe deeply, leave the story behind. Sit freely, sit lightly, leave the drama behind. Like a flower in the meadow, enjoying the sun. The one who breathes, the one who sits, leave them behind. Breathe freely, breathe deeply. Leave the story behind Sit freely, sit lightly Leave the drama behind Like a flower in the meadow Enjoying the sun The one who breathes, the one who sits Leave them behind Beautiful. And you know, I I know when I meditate that a lot of thoughts come in (laughs) And um, it's not always so easy to just leave the thoughts. I have to catch myself, you know. I get up at 5 in the morning, and I, and I have a mantra, because many years ago I got a mantra from Transcendental Meditation, and I, I first listen to my breathing, and then I say a little prayer, and then I start my mantra. And I'm saying my mantra, and I'm feeling centered, and all of a sudden some stupid thought comes in. <laughs> my mind and I and my mind wants to go with it and then finally I'll catch myself that I've been thinking it and then I go oh let go of that one and come back to your mantra but it's it's not so easy to do the mind is like that monkey mind right 
Well, I think the secret is to uh, uh, not not give your mind negative instructions. Like, if you you know the famous one, don't think of a pink elephant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so the negative instruction is don't think that thought. That mm. one doesn't work so well. Right. Instead. Focus your mind on the breathing. Focus your mind on positive things. For example, think of three things you look forward to today. Think of a couple of things that bring you gratitude or contentment. Mm. So it's like give the dog a bone so it doesn't chew on the furniture. You know, give your mind something else to do. And then everything will be okay. Yeah, for me, that's... I think what you were talking about, to go back to your breathing, I'll just start the deep sure. breathing again and just oh, listen to that and just feel the vibration in my body. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to remind myself, okay, I'm going to just feel the energy of spirit coming through me and and just listen to my breathing. And, um, and then a thought will come, and then I've got to do the same thing over again, start to listen to my breathing. So, or Thich Nhat Hanh's instruction yeah. you smile to the thought you say oh here's a thought and I have a meditation there just to say thank you to your brain I have a whole thank you meditation every time <laughs> your brain offers your thought you just say thank you thank you right. <laughs> it's sort of also the kind of thank you that you, you know Thank you, goodbye, kind of thank you, you know. (laughs) That's a good idea. What I was trying to do um, yesterday, I was thinking about that. I thought, well, I should ask a question before my meditation, like, you know, God, show me what you want me to do that, you know, that I can create more peace in the world or or whatever it is that, that, you know, I want to bring harmony to the world. So uh, that's that's the thought. If something comes in, help me with that, you know, ask a question. That, Thich Nhat Hanh would call that a meditation theme. Mm. I think it's a wonderful idea to meditate with a theme. Uh, some people talk about emptying the mind, but the mind is that as you empty it, it sort of tends to fill itself up. <laughs> you know, so, it's like my so. closet. If I, if I take, if I... <laughs> <laughs> if I yeah. give away clothes, all of a sudden, I, I somehow I have more clothes again. <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing. It's a mystery how it happens. Huh? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. um, so let's talk about the role of mindfulness with happiness. If if I'm mindful, and and let's, I guess we should really define what you mean by mindful as well. Well, one hint is that. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh would say mindfulness is always mindfulness of something. Mm. Uh, there is no uh, sort of uh, such a thing as mindfulness without an object to be mindful about. Mm. So you pointed out mindfulness of breath as uh, as an important part of meditation. It is, and the, and the three sort of. Uh, standard meditation uh, instructions at the beginning are become aware you're breathing, then slow down your breath. Mm. And then the next one would be find a measure of contentment or joy or happiness or gratitude, some positive emotion. Mm. Uh, go look for one if, if it's not there in your mind. You can look for one, for example, by bringing to mind some 
occasion where you felt grateful or mm. or happy spontaneously. Uh, bring that occasion to mind and then let go of the occasion and the state of mind will linger and sort of bask in the glow because uh, you cannot uh, you cannot meditate with negative thoughts you can mm-hmm. you cannot meditate with hatred anger fear you can ruminate with them uh, you can brood with them right. but you can't meditate with them you need some level of positivity it's it's part of the whole thing that we call meditation positivity is part of it Mm-hmm. And mindfulness, you know, as I see it, besides mindfulness meditation, I think of mindfulness even when I'm in a waking state of like being mindful if I take a walk by the beach, mindful of, of the wave coming in and touching the sand or the clouds moving mm-hmm. across the sky. Just being in that moment, there's so many times that in our busy lives, we're not in the moment where, you know, somebody's on their cell phone or their smartphone and they're looking stuff up. They're on the beach, but they're walking with their cell phone and they're answering emails. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, to, you know, true. that mindfulness is also just being in that moment, just appreciating. Like sometimes when I walk the dog, I just say, hello, tree, you know, hello, Hello, sunshine. You know, I'm like, try to be in that moment instead of thinking about what am I going to do today? I have to call this client. You know, I just, I just am wanting to really be in that very moment. And I think that's a form of mindfulness, isn't it? Yeah. And I call those moments uh, taking a meditation break. Because no matter how good a meditator you are, say you meditate for two hours every morning, by three o'clock in the afternoon, that's a dim memory. Yeah. You have to sort of bring that state back to, to the foreground. And one way is to do it with a meditation song, with a mindfulness practice mm-hmm. song. They're all available for free download on, on my website, which you kindly mentioned, mindfulnessmeditationcenter.org. And uh, just you can download them to your portable device, mm. and uh, you can listen to one in the train, in the bus, in the coffee shop while taking a walk. Yeah, they're like three minutes. Yeah, most three of them. minutes. Yeah, yeah, they're beautiful, and I know even even like um, you know, to listen to the a Tibetan bell. You know mm-hmm. that even I downloaded a Tibetan bell app. So um, I'm trying to, like, every two hours, just close my eyes and listen to the bell until it dissipates. And um, and by the way, I do that in, in mediation as well. I bring a bell. If people start to get agitated, they know that the rule is when you hear the bell, you can't talk until the bell has, the sound goes totally away. <laughs> Brilliant idea. I, I know a second grade teacher who does that in, in, in her class. Every period, another student has the mindfulness bell with the instructions to sound it every, say, five or six minutes. Mm. And everybody stops and takes a deep breath. And so the, you know, on a class, usually the sound noise levels sort of go right, up right. during the period. Well, this brings it right back down to zero. 
and uh, so it doesn't build up, you know. Yeah, and when I do workshops, you know, people are all talking, and you have them do interactive exercises. And if I would start like yelling or something, or get on the microphone <laughs> and say something, it it it's disruptive. But if I ring the bell a couple times, yeah. then people just you know kind of sit down again. It's amazing. But yeah, the music. There is something about music that really vibrates with the soul and your songs on your website and we'll give that website again mindfulness meditation center that's c-e-n-t-r-e.org just just listening to that gets you out of that craziness and back into that moment it's uh, it's beautiful yes and the songs are only three minutes but you know a song becomes an earworm, and after it's over, it keeps running in your head. Right. So uh, the three minutes becomes more like five, six, and even longer. And uh, it still know, resonates it, with you. Yeah. 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 And it addresses both sides of your brain—the verbal and the nonverbal. The words work on the verbal side, and the melody works on the emotional, nonverbal side. Mm. So it's. Uh, really very effective way of changing your mental state. Yes, that's a good idea. I should be playing that in the background when I'm doing a mediation <laughs> where everybody's in conflict. I'll try that. <laughs> um, so how, uh, let's see, what role, no, I want to ask you this. Um, how about that? How, how do people right now, how do they really prevent their own happiness? You know, we're sitting here on the campus. We have students, graduate students, people driving by, and they may say, I'm not really happy. I'm not happy in my job. I'm not happy in my my relationships. I'm not happy. What do you tell them? What are they doing? Well, um, this is a very huge question because, <laughs> because there's an objective part to it as well. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, the the part that meditation and mindfulness brings to it is find the sunny side, find the mm. silver lining. Uh, there is a term called job crafting. Mm. Uh, you know, your employer wants you to do a certain task, but the attitude with which you do it is all your own. Right. Whether you do it to bring happiness to your clients or if you're a teacher to your students, or if you're a mediator to the people you're working with, you, 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 the feeling of compassion or helpfulness you, you, you have and the way you go out of your way to do it is all your own. So there's these are elements of job crafting. You can also do relationship crafting, uh, you know, uh, to look at a, a relationship with different eyes, with a as an opportunity to make someone happy. Uh, and, you know, as Thich Nhat Hanh says, happiness is not an individual matter. Uh, can you really be happy if your partner is not happy? Uh, so these are all questions, you know, to right, think about. Right. But I guess the thing that I'm learning the older I get is that I make myself happy. I can choose to be happy no matter what, and I can I can choose to have an attitude of gratitude no matter what. And then, of course, with my spouse, I can ask for, for, for change, or I can ask for it. I can say, 
you know, when you speak to me in such and such a way, it, it's hurtful, and I love you, and I, I really wish that we could do something different, and say it with a with love in your heart. So, I mean, um, I think that recognizing that no one makes us happy, right? <laughs> no one makes mm-hmm. us happy. We can choose in our own selves to to find happiness, to find joy, to find peace, to find that within ourselves. And I think the more I recognize that, the more I take responsibility for it. And I think what you're suggesting with meditation helps us get back to that that inner spirit that has the power and has the ability to to make our own happiness, right? Yes, you know, the original title of this book, the subtitle, I should say, Choosing Happiness mm. with Mindfulness, uh, uh, ended right there. And then afterwards I suggested Here and Now, because it's a series of choices every moment. Uh, you mentioned a number of moments <laughs> right now when you were talking yeah. about, you know, it, like, it's not like choosing, uh, you know, whether you want to live in New York or California, you know. Uh, right. You choose it over and over again, every, every moment. Yeah, so... Uh, well, that's a perfect way to end, is that we choose joy, we choose happiness because we are just out of time so i'm i'm thrilled that you're going to be coming back to talk about one of your other books so then we could finish this as well so just give your website and it's going to be time to go okay okay it's mindfulness meditation center t-r-e at the end of center dot org and you can access the songs by clicking on the first two books or on the mindfulness, uh, on, on the practice songs. And they're all for free. And then, of course, you can also look at this wonderful book, Finding the Blue Sky, A Mindful Approach to Choosing Happiness Here and Now. So thank you so much, Joseph. We'll see you be talking to you very, very soon again. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.